Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Growing in Grace, it's our weekly bite-sized chunk of... Uh of talking about uh, the grace of God and, and growing in His grace. I'm Joel, along with Mike Kapler, the Cap. And, uh, yeah, I recently received, Cap, a, uh, a message from somebody. Uh, I had uh, begun posting, uh, well, well, both you and I, we've begun kind of posting you know, links to our program on various different sites, Facebook, and and uh, we got our Grace Roots blog and various other things. And someone replied to me somewhere and said that he really likes the bite-sized chunks. Uh, you know, it's kind of like our, our program. It's, it's not something that you have to sit and listen to for an hour, which, you know, some people really love sitting and listening to messages for, you know, for long times, and that's great. But I think that a, a person who listens to our program in a little 15-minute uh, chunk here uh, has enough to chew on. And, uh, you know, for a week, and, and maybe we know some people as well that have, have taken three or four of our programs at a time and listened to them. So, really, I think our, I really love the way our program is set up, uh, Cap, just in, in little bite-sized chunks, uh, given, you know, people. You, it gives you and I stuff to think about, and hopefully our listeners stuff to think about, too, in little, little bite-sized chunks. <laughs> I like that. I like little bite-sized chunks because... I like sitting in front of the TV and trying not to gain weight while I eat and watch at the same time. But that's just me. You know, um, we do appreciate the feedback we get from people, too, so so thanks for that. Joel, what do you want to talk about this week? I don't know. Um, mini wheats versus larger size chunks of mini wheats. No, because mini wheats <laughs> are my favorite cereal, and I like the little small chunk. No, seriously? All right. How about... Our duty to serve God. <laughs> All right, l- let me respond to that. <laughs> and let's see if we can get the attention of our listeners here All today, right. if we haven't already. Sounds good. Bite-sized chunks. <laughs> yeah, what have you to say about serving God? <laughs> well, this may shock some people who, again, are, are still trying to get out of a legalistic mentality that many of us in the church world have been raised in. And so my response to what you just said there, Joel, is that, and this is something we've touched on before, but... Um, God doesn't need us to serve him. And that, that's going to come as a shock to some people, but hang in there with us. This may take a program or two to get through. But there. we want to try and do this in a way that's going to cause you to realize the freedom that you have in Jesus Christ. Yeah, because uh, a common mentality in the church, and, and it really was mine for quite some time, was that one reason that God saved me is because he needs me to serve him. He needs me to serve in order to further his kingdom and, and to uh, make sure that other people are in line in his kingdom, and so on and so forth. It, basically, the mentality that God needs us. God needs us to serve him. And really, I mean, if you think about it, that it really takes a lot of gall to think that you know the bible calls us clay jars it says we're earthen vessels and it's his glorious gospel that's contained within us and and why is that well it's to show that the exceeding great power and uh, the richness of it all and everything is from him and it's not from us and so it's uh it, it is a really good point there that god doesn't need us to serve him really messes with the religious mind Uh, but i think as you and i will talk about today cap that's it's true he doesn't need us well it it not only messes with the religious mindset but 
it, it also uh, kind of deals a blow to human pride and human ego. How dare you say something like that? Of course God needs us. And, and like I said, hang in there with us. Because, you know, we're talking about God here. <laughs> and like you were saying, Joel, uh, jars of clay, that's all we are. Here's God who stood in the, in the middle of pure nothingness and declared, let there be, and there was. I don't know exactly what it is he needs you and I for, but this thought that God doesn't need us to serve him. But don't, don't you think that we're his hands and we're his feet and we're the only Jesus that some people will ever see? Even just that in and of itself is a little scary. Uh, if, if we're thinking that the destination, the destiny of, of all humankind uh, is, is based on what you and I do, then I think we're in a world of trouble. And if I'm the only Jesus that somebody is ever going to see, I think that they're in a world of trouble <laughs> because <laughs> me, I, based on my efforts and, and, and my desire to want to do good and to be an example, it always fails. And we'll get a little further into that, but the bottom line is that even if there was nobody around to, to give God any service or any praise or any action of any kind, uh, Jesus said, you know what? If there was nobody else around, the rocks themselves would would cry out and, and praise him. So uh, there's a there's a verse in, in Acts that I wasn't even aware of until recently, Joel, and it's Acts 17:25. Uh, the Bible says, "Neither is he God served by human hands. Neither is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, <laughs> since he himself gives to all life and breath and all things." So it's not so much that God needs us. But now here's the good news. Here's the good news out of this because it sounds like, gee, God doesn't need me. This sounds a little depressing. Um, it's not so much that he, he, he doesn't need us, but the good news is that God wants us. And that's what love is. You see, because if God needed me, uh, that doesn't imply love at all. If there's a need, if there's a, a requirement of some kind, that does not imply love. The good news is that God does love us, and he wants us, and he uh, desires to have an intimate relationship with us. Yeah, intimacy and relationship. We, we talked about that a few weeks ago, You know the difference between religion and relationship. Uh, there's such a huge difference, and, and, and we think that, you know, and, and we do. We've got the gall to think that God created us because he needed something more. He, he needed something else to serve him when he consists in and of himself with, with no need of anything. I love the uh, passage that you, <laughs> that you shared there, as if he needed anything uh, because he himself gives to life all things. And you stole my uh, little... Uh, Something I was thinking of too, as you were talking, the rocks and stones crying out. Uh, so that's, but that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true that, you know, if God really did need something, and, and if we wouldn't do it, He could make the rocks and stones cry out. So it's not as if He needs us. Uh, he could use rocks and stones if He wanted. But the and another part of the good news here in this relationship thing with God, the intimacy with Him, and Him not needing us, and and instead, the other side of the coin, where He loves us and He wants us, He's made it possible so that we can be a partaker of His divine nature. He's made it possible so that we can partake in what He's doing. It's not as if, okay, you know, what we're saying here, okay, God doesn't need us, so we might as well just 
you know, I, we might as well just give up and just quit this whole thing. It's it's not like that. That's not what we're saying at all. But rather, instead of thinking that he's looking to us and our strengths and uh, all the good things that we can do uh, to save the world, um, instead, he allows us to partner with him, to partake in his nature. And so when we look, uh, spiritually speaking, at what the Father is doing, and, and what Christ is doing, and what the Spirit is doing, Father, Son, and Spirit living in us, when we look to what God is doing in us, God allows us to partake in that, and he, he invites us along. It's an invitation rather than a duty. You know, I started off by saying the duty to serve. Of course, you know, I was joking, and, and he responded to that, of course. And so it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. We get to partake in what he's doing rather than thinking that he's needing us to do all these wonderful things for him. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you where I was for a long time, uh, having been a Christian since I was a, a child when I began to trust in Christ, Joel. And, and one place where I was stuck for years and years was believing that my relationship with God revolved around what I did for him. It's not that there wasn't any intimacy but it was so off and on because I was relating to God through the ups and downs of my performance. And that's not how God measures things. I mean, that's not how relationships work. At least that's not the way it should be, and it isn't the way they work with God. So a lot of times we think that uh, our relationship or our intimacy with God, we think that um, his primary interest is in what we can do for him. And that's not his primary interest in us. So God doesn't want us to focus so much on our, our serving him, uh, but just simply focusing on him, the person of Christ, and not so much about what we do for him, because frankly, none of us can live the Christian life. There's another shocker. None of us. There's only one who's been able to live the Christian life, and that was Jesus himself. We'll get more into that probably on the next program, but none of us are able to do it. And so our, our, our goal here is just to, to focus on him, abide in him, and allow his life that he's given us to flow through us. But he's the one who, who does the work, not, not me putting my effort into it. See, yeah, we, we've got this idea uh, in, our, in our Christian lives. We've got this, uh, okay, we realize that there's this, quote, vertical relationship, uh, which really God indwells us and, and we're in him. So it's not as if we're looking up to this, this God that's up there and we're down here. But, you know, speaking in, in the terms that people use, this vertical relationship between us and God, and we think that somehow it's up to us to muster up enough uh, good works, enough strength, enough holiness, uh, enough goodness to try to get ourselves in line with God or to keep ourselves in line with, with what he wants us to do. Or we think that, okay, God has called us to do something, and so now it's up to us to make sure that that happens, you know, because God needs us to make this happen. That's why he's called us to do that. We've got a duty. We've got a responsibility. God's relying upon us. God's depending upon us. But really, it's the other way around. Of course, God calls us in certain things. He's created us. He's created good works beforehand that we should walk in them. And that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a duty, but it's more of a delightful thing that we get to participate in with his life in us. You know, he's created these things for us to walk in, again, not because he wants... Not because he needs something from mankind, uh, but it's part of being a part of the family, part of being the, part of this relationship with God. 
and being partakers of, of what he's doing. And so it's all about the beauty of relationship and walking together with God rather than us down here trying to trying hard to serve him and to please him. Well, about a minute or two left, Cap, any uh, wise words from you to wrap things up? <laughs> no, I don't have any wise words. Because God needs your wisdom in order for us <laughs> to round this program out the right way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, John seventeen three, Jesus prayed a prayer. You see, it's not so much that we have been saved to serve, but Jesus said the reason we have been saved is so that we may know him and to know his Father intimately. Jesus said in his prayer before he went to the cross, he said, um, this is eternal life. He was praying to the Father. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. It's all about knowing him, not necessarily working for him, because he's the one who will do the works through you. And once we begin to understand that, the Christian life is going to become a lot more enjoyable for you. And that's what it's meant to be. As you know, uh, we just briefly, we look at uh, Adam and Eve. God created Adam not uh, as a servant, uh, but as a friend and as someone to uh, share in a relationship with. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, we've been restored to the relationship that God has uh, meant for us to be a part of with him. It's a beautiful thing, a beautiful, wonderful thing. Well, hey, uh, this is Growing at Grace. I'm Joel, and uh, Cap has been with me, uh, as usual. And we do invite you to check out you know, past programs. Uh, as we say, these are short little programs, hopefully uh, you know, something that you can glean something out of each time you listen. Go back and listen to some of our past ones if you want to at graceroots.org. And we'll be back again with you next time. Next week, we'll continue on with this theme of whether or not God needs us and, and how this all works. So join us again next week on Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.